Hi, I'm Deb Crow, and welcome to Season 2 of the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast where we connect, learn, and laugh together with strong leaders from all over the globe. Here, you will learn from peers you haven't even met yet. You will gain new tools to add to your leadership toolbox. Because whether you're a C-suite executive or a first-time entrepreneur, we all contend with challenges and there's always room for improvement if we choose to seek it. So please pull up a chair and listen in. This is the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. And one of my goals this year was to expand the bandwidth on leadership and introduce more youth leaders onto the show. So I'm pleased to welcome 13-year-old Tanner Sprigg this morning. He's from Prince Edward Island, Canada, which is on our East Coast and definitely on my bucket list. So Tanner, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's lovely to have you. You live in a province that I can't wait to go visit. It's so beautiful. What do you like the most about living on Prince Edward Island? That's a hard question. It would be between the beaches and probably like just all the stuff they have to do as well. Well, and I I don't know about you, but I love boating. I love being in lakes and you're right along the ocean. So I find the water really relaxing, even if I'm just sitting on the beach. What do you love about the ocean? I, I guess I just like swimming. Like I've just always liked swimming. And so... I guess that's just what I like about the ocean. Um, I also like um, quite a few sea creatures, like sharks, turtles. Um, I like clownfish a bit. I've, yeah, I like I like quite a few sea creatures. Well, you certainly live in a beautiful place in Canada, and I know how much. You enjoy living on the ocean. So my podcast is all about being imperfect when you're a leader. And I'm really excited that you wanted to be on my show. So let's just have a conversation. I'm going to ask you some leadership questions and some fun questions. And we're just going to enjoy a nice conversation. How does that sound? Good. Okay, here we go. Tell me what you think a leader is. Um, I think a leader is someone who, like, someone who is not afraid to lead and is, like, they care for other people. And I think that's what I think a leader is. Well, and I think you brought up a really good point. And you said someone who's not afraid to lead. Because sometimes 
Leaders have to say things or do things and not everyone may agree, but that doesn't mean that it's personal. It's what they have to do to be a leader. So that's really great insight. And you're just starting in the teen years. You're only 13. So that's pretty incredible that you already know that that's an element of leadership. What do you think it means to lead from your heart or what I call heart-centered? Um, I think leading from your heart is like you enjoy leading. And so like you're just normal, you're just a natural leader. And so you, you lead from your heart basically. Because you love doing it. Well, again, two really great points. Natural leader. And when you lead from your heart, it allows you to have so many great qualities, like being trustworthy, being what I like to call a servant leader. It's someone who loves to be a lifelong learner, someone who loves to read, and someone you can always approach and talk to. So again, really great insight that you have. So who do you know that you have learned from or that you look at and think they're a great leader? Tell us someone that you look at and, and why you think they're a great leader. Um, I think my mom's a good leader. She's a pretty good leader. I think my dad's a bit of a leader. Like, depending on what it is that he's doing, he can be a leader sometimes for some stuff. And sometimes my mom is a leader for stuff, too. So I think they are the leaders that I see. Like, when I look at people, I think, um, like, who are they? Like, stuff like that. And when I look at my mom, And my dad, I'm like, okay, they're leaders. Well, it's certainly heartfelt that you look at your parents as leaders. And I I think that's going to make them very happy. What about someone out in the world that you've read about or maybe someone through school or a teacher or a pastor? Is there an adult that you feel has really shown what leadership is and you've learned something from him or her? I was going to say someone, a kid in my school, but then you said adult. So. Oh, I I would love to hear this story. Kids are leaders too. That's why you're on my show. So please share. So. There was a lot of bad stuff going on in my school. And no one was trying to stop it. The teachers knew about it, I think. Not sure, but I think they did. And um, it took this girl a lot of courage to stand up. And she, her, her mom, and my mom... All, we're all trying to lead 
like they were trying and succeeding um on getting the school to change and we don't know how it worked out yet um but i'm hoping it's going to be good next year i'm not sure if i'm going back but if i do then we'll see if it changed so are you yeah. able, are you able to share with us um what this girl did that was courageous did she did she do something did she say something what made her courageous through your eyes um she was standing up to the guys who were doing all the bad stuff to her her friends and other girls in the school so i think she was very courageous when she was standing up to them cuz it takes a lot of courage and bravery which like to do that stuff which i think having courage and bravery is good to be a leader so i think she was a leader well you're absolutely right and are you able to share is this about being bullied in school by other children i guess it yeah yeah i'd say yeah so being courageous and brave in leadership the age doesn't matter it can happen at any time and again very insightful wisdom from your 13 year old mind that being courageous and brave are two elements of being a heart-centered leader because sometimes we have to say and do things that not everyone's going to see through our eyes of why we're doing it that doesn't mean it's not an element of leadership so that's a really really important element tell us something that's special about you um I think something special about me like as a leader, you mean? About you as a person, about your okay. leadership, however you want to answer that. Okay. Um I'll give you an answer for my leadership and myself. Um I I don't give up very easily. It takes a lot to get me to give up. Just like with my mom it takes a lot for her to give up on anything and even then i i don't think i've i think i've seen her give up once or twice and that was baking so i don't think she's given up on anything else which is great because that's a leadership quality and i have that too i got it from her and my dad um and i think something special about me is i can do many things how do i put this if you give me something to do and you teach me how to do it i can do it very 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 well 
And I think that's something special about me. It is. And when you don't give up, do you know what word represents that quality of leadership? Sorry, what? Do you know what word we would use to describe how you just described yourself when you said, I don't give up? Have you ever heard the word resilience? No. Oh. Or, wait. Yes, I do think I've heard it once, but I didn't know what it means. So resilience means somebody who's become resilient they keep trying, they don't give up. And in heart-centered leadership, I always commend people when I say, I'm so happy that you learn to fail forward. So if we make a mistake or something doesn't work out, we just get back up, we fail forward, we learn from it, we develop our resiliency muscle and we keep going. So that's really, really brilliant that at 13, you've already discovered that you don't give up. That's a great quality to have as a leader, especially a heart-centered leader, and being a quick learner. So if somebody shows you something, how to do it, you're able to adapt to that quite quick, quite quickly. So at 13, you got two amazing qualities already, already being fostered into the future leader you're gonna be. So I know you're only 13, but share with us, what are you thinking of doing when you're done high school? I think it depends. So, I'll probably go to university, but I don't know what for yet. So, um, if I don't figure it out, then I'll wait until I do figure it out. And like once I do figure it out, um, I will go to university most likely, but when I'm, if I haven't decided, I will probably work for the cow farmer down the road. Well, what grade will you be going into in September of this year, 2021? Eight. So you've got the end of elementary school and then you've got all of high school. So you've got five years and there's going to be different courses and different teachers and different subject matter that you are going to be interested in or figure out that you're not interested in. So that will definitely help determine and, and carve your path there. So that's exciting. Yeah. Well, I'm in intermediate school. Like, this was my first year of intermediate school. And then for grade 8 and 9, I will be having two more years of intermediate. And then 10 to 12, grades 10 to 12, those are high school. So... Coming from Ontario and moving to the island, I was definitely confused at first because I'm like, so how is high school? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm in grade nine. And I'm like, yeah, you're in high school. But now they're in intermediate school. So 
it's it's confusing at first, but now I'm used to it. It's interesting moving across the country and settling into a new community and a new school. What can you share with our listeners? What was the easiest thing with the change and what was the hardest thing? I think the hardest thing, I'm going to start with that, was moving away from family because I've grown up with them for the most part because most of our family lives in roughly the same community. One or two, like, I think we had three cousins that I knew of, like aunts, uncles, cousins, that all that who lived on the outskirts of the community like the where i grew up um like the i think you would know what i'm talking like the tip of the thing that dips into america kind of right along the border yes yeah right along the border yeah so i wanted to stay with them or bring them with me but I couldn't so I think that was the hardest thing and I think the easiest thing was getting to meet some friends and getting to know other people on the island so yeah I think that was the easiest thing well it's always hard to leave a community that you were born and raised in But it's also exciting to move across the country, you're living on an island, you're on the ocean, and now you're learning and meeting and participating in a new community. So there's good and bad in everything is my point here, isn't there? But it's, it's easy to adjust when we lead with our heart. Even at 13 years old, you can lead with heart, which is why you're on the show. So tell us, tell us something about you that we don't know. I'm a huge sports fan. I like um, lots of sports. So I like baseball, hockey. I like basketball a bit. I'm not very good at playing it. But yeah, and since we got onto the island, hockey has really exploded because everyone in the dog plays hockey on the island. So... Hockey really, like, exploded. Um, For me, I just started enjoying hockey twice as much. And in the winter, um, I finally laced up some skates and started. And I I swear, my whole schedule was skate, rest, eat, skate, rest, eat, and repeat. I think that was it. Like, I would sleep at night, wake up, and I would go outside and skate. And in six days, I went from not even, like, I went from barely being able to stand on the ice to being able to do suicides on the ice. So tell us what you learned about being resilient and leading and not giving up and how in six days you went from barely being able to balance on the ice on your ice skates to now 
doing what you call suicides. You're going to have to explain to us what that is. Suicides is you get a line here and a line here. You want to get from one line to the other line as quick as possible and back. And you do it sprinting. And you do it a bunch of times. Sometimes one minute periods, sometimes 30 second periods, sometimes two minute periods. It doesn't matter, but it's it's murder on your lungs and feet. So that's why it's called a suicide. And what did you learn about yourself and how can you relate that to leadership for us? Um, like during, while I was skating and stuff. Um, well, at first I was like, this is hard. Why would anyone want to do this? And, um, then when I was stopping, like, so I I was not having that much fun the first day. I was more scared out of my mind I was going to face plant on the ice. But eventually um I learned how to get from one end of the ice to the other without a hockey stick. And then once I could do that, I started taking shots on the net with skates. And once I learned how to steer, that's when it got fun. Like, because I would normally go straight and then slowly turn. Now, I still don't know how to do crossovers yet. But um, I can control my, like, going in, a, like, how do I put it? You know the, you know sports drills, how they put down cones and you gotta like dribble a ball between them or run between them very quickly or stuff like that. So it's, it was sort of like that, but the cones were more spaced out and I was skating between them and with a puck sometimes, or my dad would pass me the puck and then I have to shoot on the net. It's very so, interesting how you explain that. You you said how you, once you learned how to steer. So in leadership, we would use the word navigate. And once we know how to navigate, it gives us even more strength to be a heart-centered leader. And the key word that you said in your, your last sentence there was, I don't know how to do this yet. And that's another element of your resiliency. So all these barriers and changes that you've had since you moved across the country and look at all these newly acquired skills that you've achieved. That's amazing. I'm going to you're going to have to keep in touch with me now and give me an update on this. You know that, right? Oh yeah. Definitely. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to ask you some I'm going to ask you some fun questions now, some rapid questions. So whatever answer is your gut answer, just give it to me, okay? Okay, first question. Um, Tell us what you okay. like to daydream about. Depends on where I am. If I'm in school, I'm daydreaming about getting out of school. <laughs> um, if I'm at home playing video games, I don't know what I'm daydreaming about. I'm fairly focused on the video games, to be honest. Good answer. Fair enough. 
If what, I'm reading, what, what do you look forward to when you wake up in the morning? I don't really know. Like, it's not that I don't know. It's that I just do whatever comes up. You kind of so go, never you go with the flow. Up. Yeah. That's okay. For the most part. All right. Next question. What makes you feel brave? Like what has or what does? What does? Um, I think what makes me, like, what does make me look, or not look, what? Yeah, feel brave would be that, like, what makes me feel brave is when I stand up to someone like a bully or, like, someone who's not being, I'm not going to say someone who's wrong because everyone has been wrong. I mean, that's why we're imperfect. And so, um, but if someone is, like, bullying, I feel brave when I stand up to them. I have interviewed over 100 leaders on this podcast. That's a long podcast. And you have just captured my heart by what you just said. We are all imperfect. The way you framed that, talking about your own bravery. So uh, I'm, I'm giving you a virtual high five. That's amazing. And you're 13. Look out world. Okay, next question. What makes you feel loved? When my mom or my dad, like, compliment me on something. Like, I cleaned my room yesterday. And my brother was like, good job, you did good. And considering how messy it was two days ago, um, I felt pretty loved that I was getting a compliment for cleaning my room. And like when my mom hugs me when I get home from school or something, or when my dad hugs me when he gets home from work, that makes me feel loved. So let me teach you another word we use in leadership. Do you know what the word is when you do something without being asked to do it? What was I about to say? I was about to say impatient. That's not what it is. Initiate. Um, you initiate it on your own. Another amazing quality to have as a leader. When you do things without being asked, you reap the reward. So well done. I'm sure your mom's loving that. Okay, I'm going to say a sentence and I want you to finish it based on our conversation today and what you think is the right response. There's no right or wrong answer. I just want you to answer from your heart. Heart-centered leadership is? Being brave. Leading from your heart. Being initiative, is that what it was? Being someone who initiates? Yeah. And there was one more thing, but I forgot it. Sorry. That's okay. Well, it has been delightful having you on the show. You're very wise at the young age of 13. Is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with? Is there any other wisdom you have to share with us? I think... Something would be like if someone's 
bullying you or someone's doing something and it's hurting you or your feelings, you shouldn't not tell anyone. Because that's what I did. And the outcome was very bad. It was like, it was horrible. And it can do a lot to you as a person. And like your mental health, it can change it. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't hold it in. That's what I did. I held it in. And like when I was getting bullied, I held it in. And like, you shouldn't do that. You should tell people so that they can lead the charge for change and you can help too. You've helped because you started the change. And that's being a leader. So, yeah, I think that's what I was saying. Well, again, at 13 years old, you are very wise beyond your age. And I think you're well on your way to leadership. So I am grateful to meet you today. I want to thank you for sharing your time and your humble wisdom of 13 years. And more importantly, you shared your heart with me today and I'm grateful. So we're okay. going to, I think Tanner is starting a YouTube channel. Have you done that yet? Uh, no, I'm starting a podcast actually. Well, there you go. So when you get that podcast started, you let us know because we want to make sure we can put it in our podcast episode and you keep leading because you are our future. And thank you so much. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. I'm Deb Crow. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. And I'd love it if you'd visit my website at debcrow.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter and get access to the Heart Centered Leadership Toolkit, all free of charge. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you again.